Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation. Welcome to Critical Thinking. It's Lagos Talks 91.3. My name is Michelle Agro. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We don't want to tell you what's right or wrong, but to give you perspective so that you can have a more robust thought process that expands the limits of your mind, improves cohabiting as humans, and helps you resolve personal and societal conflicts. Join Michelle and Zeal on Critical Thinking every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on Lagos Talks 91.3. This is Critical Thinking on Lagos Talks 91.3 FM. Yes, it is Critical Thinking right here on Lagos Talks 91.3. My name is Michelle Agar. With me here today is Zil. Hi, Zil. How are you doing Hi, today? Hi, Michelle. Hello, Lagos. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You look all right. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Weather is good. Traffic is light. It's a good day. It is. It is. Oh, I like that. I like that you're happy today. At least you're not sleepy. No, I'm not sleepy today. No. Good, not, good, good, good. So, very awake. So you've had a great week. Would you say that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good week. So, what do you have for us today? Hmm? Yeah. What do you have? <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us today? Well, I see you like last week's topic. Did you hear me say that? I, I loved it. I loved it. I love. What is great again? Someone just. I just replied to somebody on Twitter. Actually, it's um, no. Understand. Oh, curate starts with a K. I, was, with I thought it was a C. I was trying yeah, to look Yeah, because there's a word curate that starts with a C. Oh, right. No, no, this is a K. Okay. Know, understand, respect, accept, and appreciate, trust, and empathize. So it's a double A. Well, it's one A. Either of the two or will. Both. will or both. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Great. Yeah, hmm. yep, 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 yep. It was such a heartwarming topic yes, the last week. I mean, going from trust and touching on love to curate, you just, you just broke a lot of things down. Things we didn't see coming. So thanks for breaking down those walls in our minds. I hope so. That's what we do on Critical Thinking. So it's really good that we just pretty much found our way there and did it right. So again, I ask, Zeo, what do you have for us today? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. Let's let let me do an addendum to last week. Oh, okay. From a different perspective, not not the curate love perspective. I would, I'm I'm happy to be done with that. Mm-hmm. Um. But from what's let's do the K of um curate. What it means, knowing say. One of the things about l- loving someone is to know the person. For me, that's the starting point. Right. I do not know how you can express any type of love for someone you don't know or for something you don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, should we do that? Yes. yes. Should we? 
Ich weiß sogar. Okay. Also dann. Go on. So. Um, who was it? There was some Latin or Greek philosopher that said um, one of the shortest quotes that means so much. Know thyself. Right. Who said that? But so you've said it many times on this show before. I'm sure I have. Yeah. Why do I keep going back to that? To this? Because what I've found is um how do I put this very delicately? A lot of people, you know, the same way we spoke about it, I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I think you were on leave then. Okay. A lot of people there are very few people. I don't know if there's anybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me put it the other way. A lot of people will admit there's stuff they don't know. Right. So, come and talk to me about certain things. I'm like, I, I don't know anything about it. But very, very few people will admit they are not wise. Mm. Very few. I really think they're what, wise. What is, what is wisdom? And that's not what I'm talking about, oh, Michelle. Don't, okay. don't, Sorry. Don't give me anything. Don't you said I'm looking... <coughs> Fresh, don't remove it. No, sorry, please. <laughs> Be, stay fresh. No stress today. Uh, we'll talk about that yeah. another day. So the same way, a lot of people, uh, there are very few people that will admit they don't know themselves. Mm. Very few. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of people, it is me. I know me. I know, I mean, I've, I've been here since I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so I know me. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is... So a lot of people fall into that trap. And from my experience, what I've found is very, very few people know themselves. And in as much as know is the first letter of my acronym for curate, I think it's also the most important. Because it ties into it's not possible to know someone else more than you know yourself. And so if you know yourself a little, you cannot but know other people just a little as well. And if what you know about people is little, then what you will understand is even less. And if you don't understand something, it becomes really hard to respect it or appreciate it or accept it or trust it or empathize with it. So knowledge and understanding are crucial in not just your third party, third party being everybody other than yourself, other 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 third party relationships, but it's crucial in loving yourself. Okay. I don't know. I can love something you don't know. Understand at least at the base level. So yeah. But people always preach love yourself, love yeah, yourself. They always preach it because it's not done. That's why if everybody did it, you don't preach it. You don't hear people preaching, feed yourself, do you? Do you really need to know something to love it? Really? It's the beginning. It's the beginning. What if it's the other way around? No. You love something, then you get to know it. Not not saying it's right or wrong, but I mean, isn't that how it So for me, and that's why I avoid the word love. I mean, especially if it's for yourself. Yeah, so if, I, if you use my model, I'm not saying my model is the only one or the correct one, but if you use my model that to replace love with curate, then you must know, you must curate, you must do all of them. And the extent to which you can do all of them is the extent to which you can say you love someone or something. Okay. So if knowledge is zero, doesn't mean love is zero. 
but mm. it's hard to say i understand what i don't know mm. it's hard Doesn't to say i sense. respect what i don't understand it's hard to say i accept what i don't respect so they kind of follow in that sense it's not impossible but i think it's very very hard very hard so in terms of knowledge um it's sitting down to know something or understand it is tedious it takes a lot of effort and um so for instance if we talk about in a relationship to love somebody else in a relationship and you start to curate it's not easy to naturally know somebody mm. it's not easy to naturally know something you've not studied and you know something then you study it then you understand you know a lot of us know things without understanding them especially <laughs> our school system you can go to school and know what this plus this is i don't understand why but i know if you do this and you do this that will happen i know it but i don't understand it so before to move yeah, from th- that's why in further maths they'll always say shoe walking yeah, to yes, prove you, you understand yes, yeah yes, yes. but you might not understand why mm. someone can tell you okay guess what if you put salt in water it will dissolve i know that why does it dissolve you don't know i don't know but it will dissolve am i right yes if you put um pepper in your eye it will pain you do i know why no i don't and know. if you lick salt it will stop and if you lick salt it will stop i know it will happen is it like explain it so that i can understand it i can't explain it i can give you a lot of theory but i can't explain it mm-hmm. if you ask me a question of what i understand i will be able to explain it so a lot of us can a lot of us know things without understanding them now when you don't understand stuff it becomes very difficult other than hand down handed down knowledge or experiential knowledge you will actually not know if you're right or wrong. You won't know if you're accurate or not. So when it comes to people in a relationship, you've not sat down to understand them. And understanding requires studying. Studying requires observation. So before you can understand, when you move from knowledge to understanding, you need a lot of observation, a lot of studying. In many instances, you need to test the understanding you have and see does it always work someone sees you put salt in water it dissolves if the person observes it and does not know that what you've put in what what you the liquid is water and thinks it's just any liquid and the person takes salt and puts in kerosene i don't even know if it will dissolve you know mm-hmm. so you may have to test that knowledge after you've tested your knowledge to be consistent then you go on to understand it when it comes to other people you the same thing the same laws apply and so if you're in a relationship with somebody that you claim to love the one of the first questions i'll ask is not whether you know the person most people just tell you yes if you say do you understand the person they'll say yes i'll ask what exactly and how long have you taken time out and what exactly have you done to study this person and many will just tell you i feel i don't i'm like no you you have not sat down to actually study um i'll use myself as an example people have told me that in certain circumstances i blink faster Mm. guess what i have no idea if that's true or not 
because blinking for me is subconscious i'm not doing it consciously and that's how they um, invented the light detector the light detector picks up your sub subliminal body language and translates it to decide whether what you're saying is consistent with what you say is true or not. Mm. So it's also to study people to that extent, right? Now, why am I going in this whole roundabout and see Michelle is wondering the same thing. When it comes to yourself, it is very, it is significantly more difficult to know anything that you cannot categorize. Sorry, what? It is significantly more difficult to know anything that you have not categorized. Okay. So for instance, Michelle, I can categorize you in many ways. Mm-hmm. I can categorize you as a journalist. Mm-hmm. And then but if I categorize you in into a class that is very narrow, my knowledge of you will be confined into that categorization. Right. If I categorize you as a woman, then my knowledge of you will be confined into what a woman is or should do. If I categorize you into a very broad category of human being, then it allows me to study you in a wider range. So if I categorize you as a journalist, I'm not going to be interested in understanding your hormonal imbalance, for example. Okay. What does a journalist have to do with hormone? I mean, journalist is what? What do you do? You mm-hmm. report, you take. So it, it kind of, n- the way you categorize things can define your entire knowledge and understanding of that thing. Now, if you categorize people and add adjectives that have moral direction, then if you pick one moral direction, then you have closed all the possible knowledge and understanding in the opposite moral direction. So, for example, if I say Michelle is a... Hold on, let's turn to Michelle. I say XYZ is a good father. Or, no, let's say bad. He's a bad father. Now, it means when I'm studying this bad father, guess what I'm going to be testing for? Mm. Whether or not it's badness. Yeah, exactly. Badness. You're just going to be testing for badness. Mm -hmm. And when you test for badness, there are one of two outcomes. It is there or it is not there. Mm -hmm. Now, because you... Even if it's not there, you say, or maybe it's it's the wrong thing. Yeah, you dismiss it. You are not going to test, give five tests for badness and all five come out negative. You are not going to change and say, maybe he's not bad, maybe he's good. No. Mm. You are going to say, let me do more tests. Mm. Yes. You are Mm. testing to prove, and it's called, in bias terms, it's called a confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. You are trying to confirm what you already, what you believe you already know. Which is why I tell people, I avoid adjectives. No, we did adjectives some months ago. Mm -hmm. I avoid adjectives that have a moral direction that's good bad good evil right wrong avoid them because it closes your mind to only see what you already believe so if you're studying another person or if you're studying yourself or another person doesn't matter who you're studying and you have already categorized the person as good bad professional non-professional wicked kind nice then you are not going to see anything else because you're going to be testing for what you already know so going into relationships you meet somebody and you've heard this person is stingy. You are going to test stinginess. Yes, that's all. If the person passes the test of stinginess, you might run. This person is stingy. If the person fails the test of stinginess, you're not going to say, maybe this person is not stingy. You're going to say, let me test again. Let me be sure. You're going to keep testing for stinginess 
until, until you, the, you confirm. Until, yes, until you confirm what you already believe. Now, it's easy to have this discussion about third parties, but I'm not talking about third parties. I'm talking about self. Okay. How many people have taken time to sit down and study themselves? You mean to curate themselves? Curate, yes, to know yourself, to understand, study, sit down, study. And not from the I already know perspective, from the I don't know perspective. You know what? I think I like Dodo. But just tell yourself one day, okay, I don't know if I really like Dodo. Let me go and see. If I like Dodo, there must be a reason. Why do I like Dodo? Taste nice. Does it taste nicer than? than oxtail for example i said which do you prefer no you know that conversation with self it takes a long time it takes a lot of effort okay if you have never done that for self i do not believe you would have ever done that for anybody else because until you do it for yourself and understand how you feel about certain questions to yourself and certain answers from yourself you may not know how to administer that to other people are you saying you can know yourself, understand yourself, and not like yourself? Is it possible? Yes. Hmm? It's a horrible place to be, but it is possible. Do you think we have the capacity to be that honest with ourselves? Yes, I think we do have the capacity. The good thing is if you study yourself and find out you don't like yourself, if it comes from studying, not from influence if it comes from studying you would more than likely know why you don't like yourself and you can therefore go and change it so well <clears throat> let me wait then let me be some people don't like themselves because of their skin color then they go and change it okay mm. some people don't like themselves because of their body dimensions and they go and change it um it is important that after you know yourself and have understood yourself right you must respect yourself when you respect mm. yourself it becomes so much easier to appreciate and accept yourself it's some people that change themselves some not all but some people that make attempts to change themselves especially in superficial changes is because they've not been able to respect themselves or accept themselves and accept themselves possibly because they've not understood themselves so it's very important those things i'm not saying everybody that has changed themselves does not accept or appreciate themselves but in many instances that's what it is which is why so when you start making some of the changes um they don't stop because that self-respect is not there it's a it's a you're imagining what does not exist and trying to create it. Can you tell when someone doesn't love themselves? Can I tell or can mm. other people tell? Let's talk about you. I can have a suspicion. What would give that away? Um, oh, a couple of things. Uh, one, it's very easy to test if somebody appreciates and accepts themselves or not. How do you test that? Well, from conversation, you can tell. Things they've done, the language they use. Ask them what they think about themselves in terms of what they were a year or two ago and what they are now. People that self-denigrate, usually, or people that are f 
filled with guilt. Mm, they've not accepted themselves. Not that they've not. Let, let's not pin it on one. It's a couple of things. Right. But it's people that have not accepted themselves tend to do that. People that have lived with guilt. Some people, and it happens a lot with children. Parenting with children is really crucial because when parents do not treat their children well or abusive in whatever way, not necessarily physical, be emotional, psychological, when parents don't treat their children well, a lot of people think that, oh, the child will hate the parent. It doesn't usually happen because in the eyes of a child, the parent is, for lack of a better word, perfect. So when a parent maltreats a child, the child does not stop loving the parent. The child stops loving himself. Mm. And you can grow with that lack of self-respect. As if your parents did not show you respect and your parents were always talking you, talking down on you, always disrespecting you, insta- the child is not going to think, my parents don't know what they are doing. The child is going to think, I am not worth much. If the child does not go through a process of expunging that belief system or healing from that abuse, the child becomes an adult without any self-respect and constantly trying to fit into the image that the parents forced into the child's head as a child. So it is possible to, after studying yourself, not like yourself. So is it possible that one's lack of self-respect equates them not loving themselves? Equate, no, I won't say equates, but it's a, a strong indicator. It's a strong indicator that you can then test for. But I won't say equates. I won't say not trusting somebody means you don't love the person. I won't say that, but it's an indicator that you don't trust somebody. How much? So it's not, um, again, because of curate, what I think about love is not a yes or no. It's not, is it there or is it not there? It's there in degrees. Mm. Right? Depending on how you curate, how much yes. you curate. So okay. zero to a hundred, you could love someone one, love another person ten, love another mm-hmm. person fifty, love another person ninety-nine. Now the thing is, what I do know is, what you term as hundred is, what you call in mathematics a limiting factor. It's limited by what you consider yourself. So if you love yourself forty out of a hundred, then forty becomes a hundred for everybody else. You cannot love people more than you love yourself. You think? Well, I'm taking that from what the good book said. You can only love your neighbor as yourself. Not more than. You said you should. You say you can only. Love your neighbor as. It's an advice. And if you don't love yourself. It doesn't say love your neighbor more than. Not less than. As. So I don't think it's because it's a relation. The most. The tightest of bonds I believe anybody can have is a bond with self. I do not believe you can bond with anybody stronger than you've bonded with yourself. I don't believe it, right? So, however tight you've bonded with yourself indicates how tight you can bond with other people. That's the way I say it. can't imagine you doing... There are people that sacrifice more for other people than they sacrifice for themselves. And they translate that to mean they love other people. No, you're you sacrificing more. Mm. I would, if I have a plate of food, I can sacrifice the whole food for somebody else. But that's not because you I love, love the person too. more okay. or I love myself less. I could, I could be less hungry. Or I could be certain of my next meal. I'm not certain you have a next meal. So 
So it does not equate. It could indicate, you can test it, but it doesn't equate to that. Okay. Yeah. What else, Michelle? I mean, I'm, st- I'm still trying to understand other indicators of lack of self-love because um, some people may then question themselves, test it, and find out, do I really love myself? Some people think they do love themselves, but they don't. They don't. Some of the things they do may prove that they don't. But you can tell that with the perspective with which they look at the things that they do. They think they love themselves, but they don't. Because they focus sometimes on the temporary. If you if you love yourself, you think long-term for yourself and do things that are beneficial to you for the long-term. So, in that- so some people think that, for example... Ripping someone off in a business deal. Like, I'm telling you, some people think, oh, I love myself. I'm selfish. And that's I'm, why I did it. Yeah. And that's why they think, you know, I, I, it's, it just shows how small their mind is. They, they think all that is them finessing someone. Oh, I love myself. Let me grab for myself. I love myself so much. I have to stack a million dollars when I get into office. I have to. But it, you don't. How do you love you? Is that really an indicator of self-love? So, or it's just twisted? I, I know I'm bombarding um, you with questions. But these are some examples, you know, some things that people do. And they think that they love themselves or they love their family the most. So they steal more. You know, so. So you see, the amount of love you can have for yourself is almost entirely dependent on the amount of knowledge you have about yourself. You have a little knowledge about yourself, or let me say little. You have shallow knowledge about yourself, you are going to have shallow love for yourself. So let me give you an example. I've almost entirely cut out eating sugar. How's that going? Not bad. I don't miss it too much. Once a week, max. Once in two weeks, I do sugar. Um, as in refined sugar, right? Mm-hmm. Why? I like the taste of sugar a lot. But I watched a documentary on what sugar does when it enters my system. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Hell no. I'm not doing this. I'm cutting it out as much as I can. Now, if you do not know what sugar does in your system and you like sugar because of the taste, you are going to think that loving yourself is eating as much sugar as possible. Because it tastes good. But it's not. It just is not. It's not because you don't want to love yourself. It's because you don't have enough knowledge on how your system works and how it interacts with other systems. Without that knowledge, then your love for self will be shallow. What about people who smoke? I will completely and totally ignore, ignore you I know, on that. I know, I know you Completely. Know. But know. you get the picture I'm painting. Okay. Now, I started going to the gym. Not because I wanted to look any certain way, but because I found out that this is what going to the gym or exercising does to your body. It improves this, it improves your health, improves your happy hormones, improves your metabolism. And are those things I want? Yes. Can you really and truly have that understanding and refuse to do it? Mm. If you have the understanding and refuse to do it, then I will question whether you even know what love is. And I'll use, I, I've used this example a few times. Uh, my daughter was really ill. She needed to take a jab. She hates taking jabs like most of us. And she was begging me not to let them give her the jab. 
right? And the doctor, I told the doctor, why can't we do tablets? The doctor explained why we needed to do the jab. Now, would you think that inflicting pain on somebody deliberately is an act of love? Mm-hmm. In this circumstance, yeah. it is. Yeah. But generally, someone says, oh, this person says he loves me. Why would he hurt me? And I'll be like, what was the circumstance? I need to understand it. Mm-hmm. Now, it is possible that I think that the job is the best thing for her. What if we find out it wasn't? Mm then my expression of love for my daughter is based on ignorance, assuming that jab was mm-hmm. unnecessary, mm-hmm. right? Then my expression of love for my daughter is based on ignorance. Not that I don't love her. The expression of it is based on ignorance. And based on that ignorance, it causes pain. That pain becomes unnecessary. Now, the question then is, do you really love somebody if you're willing to risk causing this amount of pain on the person that is unnecessary so what will i do i would exhaust my ability to know and understand the situation before i take a decision that can be expressed as pain to somebody i claim to love without knowledge it becomes really really hard so you find that in order to love self or anybody else it becomes your responsibility to equip yourself with a lot of knowledge about yourself, about your system, about your environment. You love a child and the child is, for argument's sake, asthmatic. And what triggers the asthma, for argument's sake, is AC, just for argument's sake. When the child wants to sleep at night, would you put on the AC? Mm-mm. Now, the child is going to be hot and sweaty. Now, if Vistor comes into your house, and sees your ch- you sleeping in AC in your room, your child sleeping in a room with a fan and it is hot, and the visitor can conclude, these parents are wicked. How can they do this to their child? Selfish. And that visitor can put on the AC for that child. And two or three hours later, the child gets an asthma attack. Who really loved the child? You know? So it's not easy and I say this countless times, it's not easy to judge other people when you do not know what their background is, what their knowledge base is, what their understanding is, and how those things affect their decision making. So I tell people, leave judging other people. There's so much information you do not have. I won't even advise you to judge yourself, but have a very introspective view of your actions and understand your own actions and understand that if you have limitations to your own understanding then other people must have limitations to their own understanding Mm -hmm. and if you know that ab initio then you should seek understanding first not judgment so you can enter a situation and be like i don't like this situation i have no idea or no understanding why you would put yourself or anybody in this situation do you have a reason? And the person gives you a reason. The reason may make sense, it may not. If the person has no reason for doing this, then I get worried. So why would you mm, do this wh- for wh- no reason? Even worse, yeah. Yes. Then you it's better to have a reason and be wrong. It's better to have a re- if you have a reason and you're wrong, it means you at least give it a thought. Mm-hmm. That you have no reason could imply that you are acting thoughtlessly. That's, that, worse. that's worse. So... Is it possible to act thoughtlessly towards somebody and claim you love the person? I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know how. 
So we all have the responsibility to first know and understand ourselves. Understand when you understand yourself, it forces you, whether you like it or not, if you do that study properly, forces you to get knowledge and understanding on your environment because your environment affects you. And once you understand how your environment affects you, if you want to improve because you love yourself, it becomes inextricable your desire to improve your environment. Mm-hmm. So when you see people that do not know or understand or respect or appreciate their environment, then I will question their love for themselves. Now, there are some things you would know and understand, and that understanding makes you aware that in this circumstance, you are helpless. That's different. But at least you understand it, and the moment you can avoid that circumstance, you will. All right. So, um, you basically redefined love. I have given my own idea of it i did not redefine it <laughs> this is my idea you this redefined you love yeah yes. in your own words in your own way so it's it's if if we if we go by what you've said it's not a feeling it's it it takes a correct <laughs> excuse me to say to know what love is or to understand love so it goes beyond so hmm. but it's hard work is... it is hard work Yes, I'm glad you said that. It's very hard work. And anybody who tells you it's not hard work, I would question whether you have attempted the work. If you've attempted it, it's hard work. I will say something, though. Mm -hmm. There is the love that is a feeling. The hormones. There's there's a sense when you're, you know, the butterflies. That's chemical. That is chemical. That one is the one that comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Certain things you see, you think, affect your hormones. Um affects how your dopamine and oxytocin interact in your system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All your endorphins are up there. You feel it in your stomach. It makes your stomach crumble. Yes, it is real. I'm just saying that that's not my definition. of I, I don't use that as love because that's the one that we call fleeting. Okay. It comes, it goes. It's, it's as hormonal as drinking alcohol or taking drugs. It will come, it will give you a high, and then it can dissipate. But the one that is lasting is the one that comes from knowledge and understanding. Because that knowledge and understanding, if you do it properly, it doesn't change. So it, it creates kind of like a baseline on which the hormonal one can dance. And the hormonal one, when it's not there, the baseline, what many people in, in um, relationships say will have a friendship first. I'm, I'm just defining what forms that friendship. Mm-hmm. And the higher your number score on curate, the higher the level of the baseline of foundation and the higher the foundation on which the hormonal one can dance. Yes. There's a lot of definition. It's something I've spent a lot of time thinking about, yes. <laughs> a lot. So, as a Nigerian, for example, I've, I don't tell people I'm self-aware. I tell people I'm on a journey to self-awareness. I don't know if you can completely know yourself. I don't know. Every day I find out new stuff about myself. So I'm on a journey of self-awareness. I'm also keenly aware of how my environment affects me. How going out and interacting with people between law enforcement, judiciary, the rule of law, everything. I know how it affects me. 
And because those things tend to affect me more negatively than positively, because I love myself or I create myself, I want those things to stop affecting me negatively. And so I can't ignore them. Mm-hmm. I also can't control them, but I will go out of my way to influence them. And by understanding that the judiciary or rather law and order, rule of law, and I'm just giving one subset of things in my environment that affect me or the rubbish, the dirt in the system or the flooding or the traffic or all of that or the abuse of everybody, it affects me. In order for me to have and live with myself in the most fulfilled way possible, I need their impact on me to be reduced, the negative impact on me to be reduced to a barest minimum. And to reduce that, I need power. Mm-hmm. I don't have the power. And all of the power to reduce that, you know where it sits? Where? Government. All of it? All of it. And government is controlled by politics. Now, I've drawn a very long relationship, right? So because I love myself, and because I want the best for myself, and because I'm reasonably aware of what affects me, the things outside of my control, but in somebody else's power dynamics that affect me then because of love for myself i must do my very best to influence that power dynamic to reduce Mm -hmm. the negative impact of those things on me Mm -hmm. which means even if i can't get involved in politics i must get involved with the things that affect politics no matter what it is Mm -hmm. some people do it via advocacy some do it via joining the politics some do it in different ways but I'm not doing it because I like you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I like me. And because I like me and I influence it, then the entire society will benefit from it. What are the benefits of loving someone, curating someone, someone else, others? Whoa. Um, okay, so this is a theory I have. It's a very interesting theory. Um... It's a belief I have. Okay. Sure. Let, let, let me use an analogy. Imagine you have um, a swimming pool, mm-hmm. right? And you make little bags, <coughs> little balloons, and fill them with water and drop in the swimming pool. And this, because of osmosis, the balloons are semi-permeable, so water from the, what's it called? Swimming oh. pool can go in and out of the balloon. Now, the balloon that has um, water, in it. water from the swimming pool, yes. If you want one balloon to expand, then the balloon that has the higher concentration of salt, for example, will attract more water from the swimming pool. Okay? Now, the way I see loving other people is similar to that. You interact with people, they interact with you. The more love you have in you the more it pulls positive qualities from people and the more it transfers positive qualities to people as well so the more you love yourself the more you create yourself and the more you create others then the more your interactions with them will be positive you think that really works in my experience yes it does not mean rubbish will not come to you but you see when rubbish comes to you 
and you are full of knowledge and understanding and respect and appreciation, it does not impact you as much. Because the day you come to me, the day I walk into this studio and you are shouting and swearing at me and saying, I don't want to see you, I will not be upset, Michelle. I'll be wondering, it's not like Michelle. There must be something. And because I understand human beings and human emotions, I will assume something has put her in a very, very bad mood. And she's angry right now. The best thing to do is to avoid her, wait for her to calm down. I will not even be remotely upset. I said, Michelle, maybe we shouldn't have the show today. You know? I'll say, is everything okay? Do you need anything? Because I know you to an extent, mm. right? So even though all of that negativity has hit me, because I've not given it back, I don't get to imbibe it, so it doesn't get to affect me. Now, however, if I don't know that, and I walk into the studio and you do that, and the first thing that crosses my mind is, how dare Michelle talk to me like that? What's wrong with her? Who does she? Is it because, and I, ah, I know some people forgive you sometimes, you have to give them fire for fire. Mm-hmm. Then I give Michelle fire for giving me fire, and then the whole radio show burns down. <laughs> then what? Then I will leave here upset. But when you understand pe- yourself and therefore understand people, doesn't mean I walk over. There are some people I would tell off, mm-hmm. right? But I'm not telling you off out of a place of anger. I'm telling you out of a place of barriers. Boundaries, yeah. I've put a boundary. You want to cross it and come and disturb my peace of mind, I will put a wall and put you behind that wall and I will not let you cross it. Because I understand how you can impact me negatively mm-hmm. and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And I will give you the choice. Mm-hmm. You bring this to me, or for instance, imagine you're dating somebody that likes to pinch. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody like to do that pinching thing, and you tell the person, "Bros, I don't like it. Please stop." When you do it, it irritates me. I get angry, and there's no need. You're not trying to make me angry. You the person says no, but the person keeps doing it, and you find out that every time you're with the person, you get angry. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer. Me, stay I'll, away. I'll stay away from yeah. you. If what you do makes me angry and you can't help yourself but keep doing then I must. The same way I know that if you play with, um, they know there's one, uh, what's that thing called? There's one plant that itches. Yeah, I know them. That spikes that really itches. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know what it is. That plant can't help itself but to itch me. Mm-hmm. Or better example, mosquitoes. The female mosquito, Anopheles, cannot help itself. If it sees me, it wants to suck my blood and put malaria in my system. I don't want malaria and I don't want to share my blood with the mosquito. So I will avoid it. If I can't avoid it, I will kill it. Mm-hmm. I'll get a repellent. I'm Whatever gonna, you do. I'm not going to sit down and love it and let's hang out. It's not going to happen. Or change, try to change I'll it. I'll try and change it. You know, mosquito. You know, see, you're doing people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not good. Give your life to Christ. <laughs> don't suck blood. You know, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. You, you know why I'm not going to waste my time? It's not because I'm wicked. Is because I understand the, the nature. nature of yeah. that. Yeah. And I understand its nature is not going to change. Mm-hmm. So I will avoid you. If you enter my space, I will kill you. And if you study the human biological system, same thing with the white blood cells. Mm-hmm. Bacteria enters your system. The bacteria is not going to try. And, I mean, the white blood cells in your system are not going to try and preach to it or convert it or say, calm down. This thing you're doing is not good. My God, the talk will be sick. We don't want him to be sick. Do you want him to be sick? It doesn't have that negotiation. Right. It sees it, it destroys it. Period. Period. And that is the level of understanding um, I hope I can attain. When There are some things, as they say, there are some things you can change. There are some things you cannot change. 
but you pray for wisdom to know the difference between the two. Mm. The ones you cannot change, don't waste your time. But you must know, it takes, handle it. like you said, it's hard work to study a lot about a lot of things, to understand the nature of things, so that when you interact with those things, you know where the boundaries are. You know the ones that are a waste of time. There's no point having this interaction. There is mm. none, because I understand the nature of this. I understand why this person is like this. I understand that this person has been raised to believe women are to be used like this, mm. and I don't want to be used like that. Therefore, instead of changing him, I'm avoiding him. Mm-hmm. Simple. Case closed. You moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We'll go to the phone lines and also take messages on Twitter and on threads. Are you on threads yet? Not yet. Really? Not it's been yet. a week. Yeah. That's it. That's not a long time now. Mm-hmm. Kind of is. Kind of is. Anyway, you can thread us at Lagos Talks 913. Send us a tweet at Lagos Talks 913 as well. On the phone lines, you can call 0809-1913-913-0809-222-0913 or 0809-234-5913. Lagos Talks, good evening. Good evening, Michelle. Yes. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, good evening, Michelle. Hi, good evening. Hi, maybe can talk. All right. Hi, Ebuka, welcome. Go ahead. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, been yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for today's um, uh, exposition class. Honestly speaking, our mind, you know, brain, perceive, think about things, and. I choose you speak from the diplomatic side, from the psychological side, and if for people they understand it, our peace is important. And as I almost said, when it takes clear boundaries, please, I don't like it. People want to push. What we do? I will jump and pass. Thank you very much, Mr. Zim. You are real. Thank All right, much, let's read some messages here. This is from Wally. Wally saying, hi, Michelle and Zeal. Great work you guys are doing. Just to ask, concerning love, where's the place of choice? Don't you choose to leave someone before you commit energy? What do you mean, leave someone? You mean leave with someone? I don't understand what you're saying. Maybe leave with. Mm. Don't you choose to leave with someone before you commit energy and passion in creating them before you can love them? I like your view on this perspective. Do you understand this question? Well, let me just answer the one I understand, which is the question on choice. Curate is about choice. It's about being deliberate. So to know and understand something, you take deliberate effort. And before you know and understand something, you choose to. I have chosen not to bother to understand. Let's see, what topic? Let's pick a topic. Football. Baseball. Oh, okay. Well, you love football I, that much. Well, I know something about football. I know next to nothing about baseball. Okay. Right? And that's a choice I've made. The day I want to change it, Michelle, I will go and study it. I'll start watching it. I'll go and read about it. And that is where the knowledge will come from. And then I'll understand the game. And then, so everything I'm saying in Curate is a choice. It's You have to be deliberate. If you want to love somebody, it's a choice you make. People that say, oh, they fell in it. Ah, okay. I don't understand that one. But you make a choice. Oh, you've never fallen in love? <laughs> you don't fall. I mean, you don't trip and fall. If you fall, you stand up, you get out. But when, you de- oh, when you're deliberate about <laughs> it, and I see that I see this person, I like the person because I like 
people that are like this or like that. I like people that talk like this. You like that, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's okay. I want to get to know the person. I yeah. want to understand the person. Then you build it from there. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, uh, I just he just sent a, a response to where we missed it on his message, but I'll read that after the call. Let's take this call first. Lagos Talks. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, Michelle. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Joe Val. Okay, please go ahead. Mr. Hi, good evening. Greetings to you, Mr. Will. I'm calling your show for the second time Oh, wow. Thank you very much. Good evening. <laughs> I've been listening to you right from the start. Mr. Will, I want to ask you, what do you consider if um, you have children who are somehow stubborn to them? You want to correct them and you want to them very well. And you work them very well? You flog them very well. Flog them as in. But you're saying you love them, but you're flogging them and they are kind like. Is that still part of this love that you can treat today? Um, so, in in another sense, if, if I understand, you're asking what I think about flogging children. Um, well, um, I'll put it this way. I. Other than hmm, deliberately inflicting pain on someone is something I will avoid, right? As much as possible. I think that the one of, if not the best form of discipline for children is by showing them, not by beating them. And the discipline, teaching discipline to children is very, very hard. And the one of the most effective ways to do it is by allowing the child copy you. So whatever it is you want the child to do, you need to check, are you first doing it? Flogging children more often than not, in my experience and from what I've observed from most Nigerian parents, including mine, flogging children is an expression of anger from the parents to the child not necessarily an expression of love from the parent to the child a lot of parents beat their children out of anger the child has upset them disappointed them what i tell people is that if you think it is absolutely necessary to hit your child right number one do not use your hand to hit them because that's lashing out that's emotional it is anger number two before you hit the child you must explain to the child what the child has done. The child should explain to you why they've done it. And then you must still believe that at that point, using a cane on the child is necessary. The reason this helps is that that interaction of question and answer with the child allows your anger to dissipate. When you are no longer angry, if you think, look, this child, what you've done, I need to attach some pain to that event so that you don't do it again then maybe it's necessary but um generally that whole beating you find that more often than not parents are beating their children out of anger it's an expression of anger not an expression of love all right there's a message here um saying good evening in the area of marriage whereby you are in already are you saying it's best to leave when things seem not to be working out, but rather both partners complain and argue every day? I did not say any such thing. Did I, Michelle? No, you didn't. <laughs> I did not say any such thing. 
that has that is entirely outside the scope of our discussion some relationships in some relationships in some issues in some relationships yes living is the most efficient solution sometimes it is sometimes it's not all right we have a call lagos talks good evening hello good evening hi good evening good evening um uh, son uh, michelle hi uh, remy how are you doing today my call welcome very much. go ahead good. um good you see i i love the epistemic dimension of love you see the um ability of us to express intrapersonal or interpersonal love is not usually determined by specific action but by the awareness of the result that that action will produce and this awareness have to be generated by knowledge anyway now you see self-love is really important to the achievement of our aspiration as human beings because it is the central point through which you project every other thing you want to sell out there and oftentimes when you love others it's not necessarily because you're doing them favor because you are partly buying some form of security for yourself because loving others we influence the environment and positive energy will be born as a result of that sometimes when i see politicians stealing public money and i just wonder if they really think because when you steal what belongs to the public, you are simply arming yourself in a way because you will lack that sense of freedom. Because when what you should do as a leader is not done, there will be insecurity, isn't it? And that is when you see them going out with a very large volume of um, interest. What you don't see in countries where social security and equality exist. So this conversation is fantastic. I really commend Z for, for bringing it up. And um, no society can function without us being the epistemic uh, foundation of what love truly means in order for us to thrive as a tribe of human beings. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you, Remy, for joining us. Interesting. All right, let's take this call. Hello, good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Um, I want to remember my name in All right, no problem. Go ahead. I want to appreciate Bill uh, and uh, Michelle. You, I want to appreciate you guys. I mean, wherever I am, I carry my phone and see if something is wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Thank it, you. It's very, 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 very beautiful and you guys. And today, in particular, has really, really opened my eyes. I've been telling about this. So, please, I want to ask you, please, when are we going to start teaching the children? You know, this part of the world, we always say, okay, you know, the, the children obey your parents, listen to them. We don't give them the ability to think for themselves. We don't allow them to think for themselves most of the time because we just want them to obey. You know, there's no crime to understand them, to hear their own point of view. Mm. So my question is, when are we going to start teaching them this self-love of a thing and then, and then self-care and then, you know, self-awareness, I forget what you call it. It's very, very important because I've found that, you know, what you know at the age of 10 is different from what you know at the age of 20, different from what you know at the age, as you said earlier on, you know, there's three things you still learn about himself. So, things like that. So, I'm not like, before you start making some really, really, really life changing decisions, there are some things you should know. But when we don't allow the kids to 
you know, think for themselves, you know, just reason on their own, whether it's foolish or not. I mean, they get to men to think for themselves. How did they now get to start knowing, you know, what understand themselves very well, to be able to know that I can handle this, so I can handle this relationship. So that they get to know earlier, make some really strong, you know, decisions and choices in their life. Please, right. let them start. I, I, when should we start to teach them in school, especially in, in secondary schools? All from right. Jason, thank you very much. And well done. Please, I will repeat this topic. I don't mind. Mm. I think other people will love to learn more. So, thank you very much. And have a lovely evening. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Um, all, all, all I can say is I have control over what I can teach my children. Uh, and that's the only thing I can commit to when it starts. When other people will start teaching their children, I, I cannot commit to that. It's something that I consider absolutely necessary. And I agree with you that there's a lot of things regarding parenting and critical thinking that needs to be infused into the educational curriculum. It's also really difficult for people to teach what they don't know. And a lot of us here don't know very much about parenting. We treat parenting with the same arrogance of knowledge that we treat ourselves, it is my child i know the child the same way we say it is myself i know myself and yet m more often than not you find we don't really know very much so a lot of my friends who i've had similar conversations i asked them have you read anything on parenting have you studied what it means to be a parent have you read anything on the psychological makeup of a child have you read how the neural pathways of in a child's brain are formed have you read up and studied how your actions and how a child sees it the child is not an adult if you have not done any of those things then i have to ask how are you parenting so a lot of us take it and play it by ear well it's my child i must know what i'm doing did, did i didn't kill my mother my child won't kill me you know that kind of thing mm -hmm. so um until we actually admit that we there's a lot we don't know then it's not likely we're going to seek the knowledge to transfer to the children. So it, it's hopefully more and more people will understand it and then begin to practice it, hopefully. All right. Here's a message from Francis saying, Michelle, please ask your guest, can one forgive oneself? Hmm. Can one forgive oneself? Absolutely. Um, but you know, subject to what we're talking about exactly, sometimes... You might need guidance, you might need coaching, you might need therapy. Uh, depends on what it is, but can you forgive yourself? Absolutely. Yes. Right. Jude here is saying, Mr. Zeal, let everyone listening to your show go buy your book, It Is Time. Your book really gives reason to things. Now, because of your book, I understand myself and people around me better. That's coming from Jude. Thanks a lot, Jude. So is it available on Robin Heights now? It was sold out the last time. You, you promised that this week it'll be there. Mm -hmm. So so what is it, Zil? No comments? No comments. <laughs> okay. Here's a message saying, not anger, more frustration. Parents beating their children. Mm. Okay. So they beat them out of frustration. Yes. So frustration and anger in terms of the emotions bucket, they are not positive emotions. Either so what, way, whatever yeah. the case, you are hitting your child out of expression of a negative emotion. That you feel. Yes, and love is a positive emotion. So, yeah. 
Okay. Yes, I agree. A lot of it is frustration. But again, you, you are not doing it for the benefit of the child. You are doing it to relieve yourself. Of the that's anger abuse. or frustration yes, that you that's feel. That's abuse. Mm. When you are hitting somebody else so that you feel better about your anger or you feel better about your frustration or you are venting your frustration on a third party by physically assaulting them, that's abuse. That's not discipline. All right. Hi, Michelle. Zeal said something which struck a chord. Um, he said most people judge without understanding the circumstances of certain things. A good example of this, in my opinion, is the case of Agbiros in Lagos. Certain people want them off the streets without understanding that this is what keeps and feeds these boys and prevents them from snatching people's bag. Really? Okay. Okay. No comments. Lagos Talks. All right, let's read more messages. Uh, hello, Michelle. My name is Tim. Hello, Zeal, my mentor. Okay. Um, good one today. Thank you for the journey so far. My Indian boss is vibing to your show. Michelle, I saw what you did on Spotify. I can't thank you and Zeal enough. Oh, don't thank me. What did you do? Thank our editorial department. They are the best. What did you do? Well, maybe, um, you know... <laughs> Critical thinking is updated, okay, yeah. So okay, cool. I have no I had no part in it, but we have the best team. But I'll send your love to them. Here's a message saying, Michelle, please help me wish my brother Darry in the traffic department a happy birthday. Yes, we will. It's his birthday. Raphael from Olodia Papa here is saying, So how do we address President Sinubu? Who the process of whom the process that brought him in is flawed? And he has so many negative things about him. I'm not sure how that um Connects to the topic. Connects to the topic. Can you send another message and let me know what you mean about? I mean, connect it to the topic, and I would answer it if if it connect if you can connect it. I'm not really sure how that question came about. All right, Lagos talks. Hi, Good evening. What's your name? My name is Damla. All right, please go ahead. Okay, so I want to talk about parents beating their child and. Sincerely, I 100% agree that most parents pass out their frustration or anger as the case may be on the child. I'll give you a very good example. I am also up to two girls, and there was a day I had a very bad day at work, extremely bad day at work. And when I got home, my normal kids behavior, they jump at me, daddy, 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 daddy. That is disabled, that is disabled. And I wanted to lash out on them, like, leave me alone. I just think about it, that the children didn't do anything to me. If I lash out again, it's me passing out my my anger and my frustration on them. It now took me back to my father. And remember, most of the time, when the man beats me, and I'm wondering, ah, guys, these are the same things I, I normally do. And you don't beat me about why are you thinking about it now? Do you understand? So it just took me back to thinking about the days when our parents used to beat us. Most of the time, you okay, you're not doing well in school. They are beating you. Because they are thinking about how you know how much of you know how much I pay for your school fees. Are you understanding me? They are beating you because you there are so many ways to discipline the child. For instance, my 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 wife my children. I don't touch them. And they respect and and, and they, they, they respect and understand me better. Do you understand me? So, I, I, I am of the opinion that 
more often than not, eh, the parent lashes out on the child because of what happened to them, not necessarily because of what the child did. Thank you. All right. Thank you. There's a message here from Francis texting from Canada, and you're saying, Curate Michelle, it is K, not C. You're not a good student. Oh, yeah, go back, go back, go to the back. I am curating your program. Thanks a lot, uh, Francis. You're also saying, Hi, Zeal. It's what, uh, it was Socrates that said, Know thyself, and to thyself be truthful. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, I think we've said quite a lot today. Uh, big thanks to everyone. Who tune in to join the conversation today and those who listen to the show as they will normally do every Thursday. We'll be back next week, Thursday. You know we'll do this um, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., right? And uh, Zil, you have last thoughts to share before we go? No, no, no last thoughts. That's, we've all talked out. Yeah, you want to tell us how to get a, how to, how to get a book? Uh, yes, I've just sent a mail to Roving Heights to see if it is really out of stuff. Sometimes they, but anyway, I'm sure by tomorrow they'll have more. Yes, so please uh, go to rhbooks.com.ng. Title of the book is It Is Time. I'll get more copies to them tomorrow. And then you can reach me on social media, on Twitter at Z-E-A-L underscore A. I will join Threads, Michelle, eventually at some point. Um, yeah, please do. Keeping track of all these social media things all across his, his work. It is, actually. It his is. Work. It is. All right. Don't go anywhere. Uh, The conversation never stops. It's Lagos Talks 91.3. Stay with us. Your favorite Lagos Talks podcasts are now available on all online podcast platforms. Simply search for Lagos Talks 913 on your preferred podcast platform. Lagos Talks 91.3. Join the conversation.